All right, here we are. Two guys, one spirit. Praise be to God, Oliver, that he has brought us together again. Yes, thanks be to God for giving us this opportunity to glorify him in our life and what he's doing in our life, how he's working through us to bring people into that deeper love and relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. This is this is a special late night edition too. I don't I don't it's been like a long time since we recorded like this like in the evening but late evening but you know praise God that he uh even though our schedules are a little crazy right now here we are. So what are we what are we talking about tonight, Oliver? I don't know. I think there's maybe a couple places we can head to prior to uh hitting the record button. Well, yeah, this is a special late night session trying to meet our one recording a month. So thank you, John, for saying yes and being here. Um, as far as topics are concerned, I don't think we have a topic specifically, but we were talking about, before hitting the record button, life and... Um, with the death that has been happening in uh, late last year and maybe even early this year. Well, I think I've experienced two deaths. Or we talk about that or you mentioned how I had been on a uh, pilgrimage to Italy and that I had stuff to share and then I mentioned that you have um, these car rides with your classmates and um, pretty sure you have stuff to share and that whether or not I'm in Italy or Rome or you are in your car here in the United States, God is still moving and we both still have stuff to share. So I don't know, man, let's, 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 then you, then you had a smile on your face. Like you were excited, like you want to share stuff about this car ride. So <laughs> No, let's man, go said, man I said, I said the lord the lord's graces are just pouring so what does that mean right to uh the listeners who aren't on the level of understanding graces and the grace of god and how the grace of god works like what does that mean to the uh to the normal person um god's graces are pouring out what does that mean what does that look like uh, so that's a great question. Um, I'm glad you asked it. So for someone that has uh, given their life to Christ, that, that loves the Lord Jesus, that pursues him, you know, we, um, there is something in common amongst us that, uh, refer to ourselves as Christian, and um, it would be that our, you know we, one day, at the end of this journey in this in this life here on Earth, that we would be called by Him to join Him in His eternal glory in heaven. And so, um, for me, at least, I can speak for myself. Uh, when I say that God's pouring out his graces 
Um, the lens that I'm kind of stating that from is one in which the Holy Spirit um, fills my heart with joy to see transformation in others. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean just people, God's children, saying yes to God's call, God's invitation to to come follow him, you know, and the Lord meets us where we're at, no matter where we are. Um, and that's kind of what the, be the, like, that's the beauty of it is that we're all in different places. So when you see the Lord meet us where we are, whether that means that we're Protestant and we're not even Catholic and we're, you know, living a life of discipleship in the way that we think is the way based, based on our Protestant beliefs, or it's a fallen away Catholic that um, maybe hasn't, hasn't really uh, practiced their faith in, in many years and, and was even considering Judaism as a, as a way to, to go um, in terms of her path. Um, it's just beautiful to see the Lord revealing himself to these different people that he has placed around me where I can be a witness to see his, his himself at work in, in pouring out these graces and calling us sinners to him to be made new to, you know, if we as sinners say yes to his invitation that we want to follow him, then we might, we might be saved. Like, you know, that's what like John three sixteen is about, right? God gave his only son so that those who believe might be saved, right? So that's kind of what I'm referring to when I say God is pouring out his grace. I just see uh, whether it's my classmates, faculty, um, people that the Lord has handpicked to place around me in my own journey of faith. Um, it's pretty beautiful to watch like how God is softening hearts and, and, and actually seeing people like say, yes, like they, they want to follow him and um that's powerful man it's just it just fills you it fills you with joy to see because like you and i know what the lord has done for us and it's like if we could just take like and put in our hands like the love of god like what he has what he's shown and revealed to us if we could just take that and like bang just like put into somebody's heart like just bam here you go like man like everybody would be following the lord right it's just like i think i know i think i know that just from you and i walking together i think we both can agree with that um but unfortunately it just doesn't work that, that way right it doesn't work that way and and we uh, we have to be an example of christ in this world and we have to love our neighbor and love 
you know, and die of ourselves and, and give our lives to others. And through that example, you might just have a situation where people are paying it start to pay attention and they just start to ask themselves questions like, Oh, why, why is Oliver or why is Jonathan, you know, why do they behave that way? Or why, why do they seem like they're always filled with joy? You know, like there's something, there's something there, you know, and you don't I know, don't know if uh, this uh, face of mine looks like I exude joy all the time. Cause I've been told that I look pretty expressionless and pretty, I think a deadpan might be the word I, I, I know classmates in eighth grade used to call me that, like, no expression. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully they could they could feel it versus uh, seeing the the lack of expression in my face and tone of voice. I'm sorry inter- to interrupt. I had to interject that there. I was I was, I was just trying to give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, man. <laughs> oh, but man. um, but. No, I mean, uh, I think I think I'm still lost in this idea. Drawn. If I if I were a, a lay person, well, I am a lay person, <clears throat> but if I'm like this uh, person just starting or not even on this journey, but it's like pouring out the graces means that I could see transformation of people. Like, I don't know, I'm st- no, no, still trying it, to figure it, that from out. That, from that from that perspective, it's not going to look like that. Um, I'm, I'm speaking from the lens, like I, I, that's why I had predisclosed that, 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 you know, I'm looking from a set of lenses is that, that, that the Holy Spirit has given me. Um, but for someone that like you're describing, it's going to look like hope. Grace like look looks like, like hope. It's going to look like hope. It's going to look like, oh man, like. my life isn't what I thought it is or was like, maybe there is more to this life. Like maybe God is real. Like we start to like ask ourselves these questions because we've, we've, you know, based on the way that we've lived our lives, we have this certain perception of what this life is for us and and it's probably centered mostly on meaning that we've put to it that we think we've created on our own as far as what this life is like you know let's say i'm let's say i'm a nurse my my wife is a nurse um you know my my life is centered on this career that i that I have, uh, you know, as a nurse and I'm, you know, I have coworkers and I have family and friends and this and that, but like my life is centered on, on me. It's all centered around me. I'm the, I'm the star of this show, right? It's, and so when, so what grace pouring out will look like to that person that maybe has not pursued God at all ever in their lifetime. It will just start to slowly, uh, you know, that person's eyes will be removed from themselves and they'll start to kind of see like the Lord will slowly 
give out these graces where we start to slowly perceive the world in a different light. We, we look at the world in a different way. Like all of a sudden it's not just about us, like ourselves. It's, it's about others. And, and, uh, but you know, it's a slow process. Um, you know, it's all, that's all dictated by the Lord, but, um, Hope is the best way I can describe it. Um, it's, so it's, when God, when you say God is pouring out all these graces, you're saying that God is pouring out all this hope into people who have no hope or something like that? Uh, well, I mean, they, they could certainly come from that perspective, right? That they have no hope. But, but it could even be for someone that has called themselves Christian. Um, but they, their, their journey, their faith journey has become stagnant. There's no growth. Uh, there's no, you know, they don't feel God's living presence in their lives. Like they know that he exists, but they just haven't really maybe encountered him in a while. Um, you know, like I, I was having a conversation uh, with a, a friend. I call him a friend, but he's uh, he's one of my professors. And um, he actually offered to buy me tacos uh, today, earlier earlier today. So we were oh, just nice. We were just in his car and we're just talking, and um, he's like pouring his heart out. Now this obviously didn't. This wasn't something that just happened overnight. Right. Like I've been in his class now for 14 weeks. So this is like a slow, it's a slow, gradual process where, you know, through his encounters with me and us just conversating about God and, and the Lord, like he's been uh, drawn in and he feels the Lord's presence, the Holy Spirit within me. And, and so he feels like he can have open conversation with me about about God and and so um you know he's he's a non-catholic christian and he he was mentioned to me that he was baptized um in the holy spirit at the age of 15 and it's been just like 20 years of him just kind of like just he's like tired of getting getting in the way uh to simply put it like he he wants to love God, but he doesn't. And he, and, and man, what grace he was getting today because he was like willing to share that he doesn't love God. Like he, he, he was man enough and willing to say that. And I just, I was just in awe of that and joyful for him because like, we have to put that out there. Like we have to speak the truth of the way that we feel about things, because if we, tr if we keep that hidden in a closet or under the rug, that's where the enemy likes to work. He likes to work in the darkness. He likes to, you know, use that against us or more fuel on the fire you know, throwing in some lies in our, in our minds about these things. And so, you know, we can be, we can become prisoners. We can be in chains that, that only the Lord Jesus can break. And, um, and so 
yeah, you know, that's an example of, you know, you don't necessarily have to be someone that's never followed God before, but you can be someone that has had, you know, um, just kind of stagnant growth in your faith journey and kind of almost like frustrated at that. Like, why, why isn't it more like, why don't I love, like, like I want to love God, but I have to admit that I don't, you know, and like, I love my neighbor, but like, I don't love God. Like th these are the kinds of things that he was, he was openly sharing with me. So, I mean, I, I, you know, you knowing you and how the Lord used you in my own journey, um, you know, I think you can definitely acknowledge that that's pretty powerful, right? Like that he would be willing to be that open to say that, right? As someone that it, uh, would, you know, professes himself to be, you know, a Christian, you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit at the age of 15, like, I mean, that's pretty powerful to actually like say that, to say that you don't, like, you know, that you don't love God and he's making that, he's saying that based on his own actions. Like he's willing to judge um, what he's, his own actions and, and the way that he continues to kind of block God through his four choices that he makes. So where did that conversation end up uh, leading or heading to? He admits that he doesn't love God the way that he should probably. And then uh, you jump in and you, um, you, you give your spiel. Your <laughs> well, it's not me. You know, it's just, it's whatever the Holy Spirit is moving me to do in that moment. Right. And yeah. So what does he have you doing in the moment? In that moment that um, you could share? I mean... So we've been kind of going back and forth about the Catholic Church, and I know you've had kind of these types of conversations with people in your life, um, and they're they're very, um, they're like, what's a word to describe it? How would you describe it? It's, it's like, I mean, it's 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 good spirited at least with my with my professor because he's just he's, he's like, open. Yeah, like the Lord has given him this grace to be open. Um, and he said that nor he has never been open like this before to like talk about the Catholic Church. Um, but so what is it know, called when you have a conversation with what's the word you're looking for? No, it's just, you know, it's 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 definitely interesting to say the least. Right. Because it's like he's he's strong in his beliefs right and most non-catholics have these preconceived notions of what the catholic church is but in the convert like he said this to me um a few weeks ago he was like you know every time i hear you talk like you say things that i believe in like he's he was kind of like and he's speaking from this you know a Protestant perspective and, and he hears me say certain things and he's just like, like, I agree with that. Like, so it's kind of like, it's like the slow, like buildup of, of these constant, like, yeses. Like, yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. And, and so the Lord is um, just slowly just continues to meet him where he's at. And, and it got to the point today where and I'll, and I'll read the scripture here. 
because maybe if you're happening to listen to this recording and you're not Catholic, maybe you didn't know this, but John chapter 20, verse 23, and the verse says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. So I had him read that verse because, you know, he was talking about how tired he was of just like always getting in the way and, and not being the man of God that he desires to be. Like he specifically referenced the scripture, you know, and Paul, you know, that Paul, one of his letters where Paul says, you know, I'm like constantly doing what I don't want to do and you know, I don't do what I want to do, you know, like he was referencing that, you know, that scripture. And, and so I was moved by the spirit to tell him it's, you know, that a lot of what you're dealing with is because of the sin that you've committed in your life that is still on top of you. Like you have never had your sins forgiven. And only a Catholic Christian could speak with that kind of authority, a Catholic Christian that knows his faith, because we are the only church which, which is instituted by Christ, and Christ gave the bishops, the 12, the original 12, the authority to forgive, absolve sins, right? And that's what that scripture was about that we just read. So I showed him that verse. And he was like, what? Like, he just like, and then he's like pulling it up on his phone to look at it from his like Bible app. And he's just like, he was just like so blown away. Like he had this look on his face, like I have never seen this before, you know? And, and so that was just like a very eye opening moment for him. And I'm just like sharing with him, you know, the Holy spirit is telling him through me, this is why we're having this conversation right now because Jesus loves you and he wants to forgive you of all your sins. Like, you know, like, and he's just blown away. He's just blown away, you know? And, um, that would be an example of, of graces being poured out. Cause I mean, again, we're talking about a guy, you know, 20, 21 years after his baptism in the Holy spirit, like he's just now receiving this like in his life that he could actually have his sins forgiven here, here in this life on earth. And that's God's mercy because some people live their entire lives, never, never knowing that, never understanding that. Right. And then it's just, whatever they get at the end of it is what they get because the Lord is the only judge. But, um, yeah, it's kind of how that ended up. And, um, he's just really, he's really intrigued right now. He's really, he's really drawn to, uh, our conversations and, um, you know, glory to God. Cause I definitely wouldn't with, without him, without the Holy spirit, I, I would not be able to even have these conversations with, with a guy like this. Cause he's very intelligent. You know, he's a professor, um, at my school. So he's. He's someone that the Lord, I believe in my heart, has like some big plans for. 
So would you say he's on on the <clears throat> on the road to uh, the Catholic Church, or what is he I doing? Mean, <laughs> I, I I pray. I just I just I'm just being still, but I pray that 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 if this is the Lord's will for him, that he receives all the grace he needs to to come home to come home to the Catholic Church, and you know as as we see each other on a weekly basis, you know. Um, it, it seems more and more like that's kind of the direction that this is headed, but only God knows. And so all I can do is whenever the Lord calls me to do something is to, is just to say yes and, and, uh, let the Lord do his work. So I'm grateful to be used as an instrument, um, in this way for the Lord's glory and praise because, um, like I told my professor in the car today, like, thank you for the tacos. I love, I love Jesus. And I did say that as well. I did thank him for the tacos. Um, but, uh, you know, as someone that has received so much blessings and I mean, you know, my story, like the miracles that have happened in my life. Oh man. As a God. I don't even know if I know all of your story, but I know <laughs> some of it because you've revealed some things and I'm just like, whoa, this guy has never told me this before. <laughs> so I don't know if I but, uh, completely know everything, which is fine. But yeah, but the miracles that the Lord has worked in my life, um, he's truly like I've encountered him in, in such a real and tangible way. And so it's like, I told him, like I told him in the car today, for me to say no to him ever is like a, me slapping him in his face. And I just, I would never want to do that. I just can't do it. Can't do it. Like all that he's given me and everything he's done for me, I just, I can't do it. Like I couldn't live with myself to say, it's a no to him. Like just, just can't. I just can't. So, um, you know, I just continue to, to pray for that grace that he continues to give me to be obedient to these moments that arise because, you know, he, I mean, one of the things my professor said was just like, he's like, he is really taken aback by the conviction that I have in my faith and the way that I talk about it and things like that. And I told him like, that's not me. Like that's all the Holy spirit. And you know, whatever you see, that's that's just an example of, of his love like he he has so much mercy for us I'm, I'm a I'm a lousy sinner like for, I mean you know a glimpse of the way that I was before this journey and um, I, you know you know that I was a different man so you know this is um, well I, I guess to a to a degree I don't really know how you were before. I mean, I can only imagine how you were, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was very arrogant, prideful, selfish, um, a womanizer, but, you know, name it, you know, any, any, I was a narcissist, you know, just all those things, all these things. And whenever I share this with people, they just like, they can't believe it. They can't believe it, but like, it's just, it's, it's very real. I mean, I, 
my wife is the is the is the one that can attest to all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, God pouring out His graces. You know, you have you have you have so many people right now. I think, especially during this time in the world, where it's it's very you know, it can be it can be a dark place um, because of all the different things in this world right now that the that the enemy is trying to use to confuse people. You know, like whether it's um, abortion, you know, transgenderism, things like that. The different violence that's going on around the world, you know. There's a lot going on, enough to make people kind of wonder, like, what the heck is going on in this place? Like, this, it's like, this is a bunch of evil stuff, right, that's going on. And, um, you know, people, they, they, they may not, they may not know it, but they want the light, you know, there's a lot of people that want the light there don't get me wrong there's people that reject the light clearly like they have been you know they've rejected god uh they've made a conscious decision about that and they continue to do so but there are others that i think that are just ignorant i think a large percentage of people are just ignorant and they have not yet encountered christ and that's where we as christians it's our job like the lord calls us to love others as as he loves all of us and through us being that light i think people will then see have the eyes to see ears to hear to to say yes to that invitation but but if we as if we as you know those of us that call ourselves christian don't say yes to the Lord's invitation to be a light in this world, then they'll just, these people that are ignorant, that are on the fence, let's say, because they, they could go either way. You know, it's like they're, they're never going to be exposed to that light because we as Christians are not living out the faith in the way that the Lord wants us to. And it's all, it's all about love. It's always been about love and, and, um, yeah, I'm really grateful for this journey that he's given you and I, because you and I have encountered the Lord in this way, um, in terms of love, even between in our own relationship, right? You and I, um, had, we've had some bumps in the road with our own, our own relationship with each other, but, but God's love, you know, overcomes all that silliness, right? All that pettiness, that that garbage that we as, as human beings, as broken, broken children, broken hearted children, we create, right? God is not the one doing it. We are. So I just want to invite anyone that's listening to this to take this, you know, this mission that the Lord calls us to at, at in the gospels, you know, where he, wants us to spread the word, you know, to all the ends of the earth. 
you know, I invite you to take it seriously. I invite, I, I invite you to be aware that there are legitimately people waiting to see God work through you, whoever that is, whoever's listening. God wants to work through you. And if we would just be more open, more hearts softened to that call, you know, it's that famous, I think it's a psalm, right, where they say, you know, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Um, you know, let us be more in tune with that call so that we can be an instrument that others can actually experience and encounter the Lord Jesus and, and feel his love and start a journey with the Lord and pursue him. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling here. <laughs> love for you to interject Oliver on any, any thoughts of the things that I've shared. Uh, you mentioned something earlier. You mentioned, um, hold on a second. You mentioned, I think it was like, um, dying of ourselves. Did you mention that earlier? Yeah. Yeah. So my brother was in town, um, for, a a baby shower this past weekend. I hadn't seen my brother in, I don't know, some, some years. And when he comes, he likes to make it a point to at least one night go out drinking like how we used to do when we were in our mid-20s, 30s, and now even 40s, I guess, because I found myself out drinking and... Um, last weekend or something and whenever he makes that invite I'm just like man I'm too old for this I don't want to do this <laughs> going out at like 10 o'clock at night uh, just me leaving my wife and my kids at home yeah I get it it's nice to have some time on to myself but to spend it and said, yeah, I guess, I don't know if now it's like an uncomfortable environment, but being how my brother and my sister and some cousins were there too, I mean, it is what it is. So I guess that night I was like, all right, well, let me dive myself as much as I, I even had a way out too, because we had drove two cars and I didn't want to leave when one of the cars at my parents' house and then come back the next day and pick it up. So I was like, oh, I'll just uh, drive a car home and then I'll Uber to the spot. And then I, in the night I told my brother, man, I was almost not going to come because it felt nice being at home. And, you know, we just came back from Italy. And I was just like, oh, it'd be nice to just go to sleep now, like at 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night. But... I came out. So I guess that could be an example of dying of myself in that I didn't really want to go. But I know that spending time with my brother and my sister, in which I don't really spend time with, I thought that in the end it would be all worth it. So we made our way out. I made my way out. 
and I probably just had two drinks. And I, I didn't know where the night was going to lead. I think I got to the spot around 10 o'clock, and I was telling my brother at 10.20, 10.30, I think it's time to go home, man. I'm going to leave. But I'm on like 20%. Hopefully that's enough to get an Uber. <laughs> my phone, I wasn't, I felt I was, I don't know if I wasn't thinking clearly or just making stuff up, but my phone was really on the low and I, I just was thinking like, okay, I need to get out of here. But there were some people there that I talked to, uh, my sister, um, um, her friend was there and I was talking to that person. Um, but then I guess the, the interesting conversation or one of them was with a cousin and I don't even know. Well, I kind of, I think the topic of openness to life came up because they're newly married maybe like two years or so. And I was talking to them about talking to him about, um, like what, like you guys ready to have kids or <laughs> like I'm already two drinks in just sipping on my second drink. And I'm just like, all right, well, let me just go for it. I mean, what, what do I have to lose? I'm just sitting here and just, let's just see where this conversation goes. So I just, was like, oh, so are you guys open to life right now? You guys, I know it's kind of weird, you know, because they're younger than myself. And who wants to have a conversation about their sex life with an older cousin, right? Like, who, who does that stuff? But I was like, I'm going to go for it. I don't care. We're doing this. <laughs> if you want to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. If you want to think that I'm weird, that's fine. But at least I tried, right? And that's one of the things I told him. Uh, towards the end of our conversation, I was just like, hey, when I die, I know I'm going to come before Jesus and he's going to say, hey, I put so-and-so before you. Did you talk to him about me and all this stuff? And then I told the guy, I was like, okay, well, now I could say yes. I can say, yeah, I did. And whether it looked awkward or felt uncomfortable, hey, I could still say yes. And then... I was like, well, now it's between you and him. I mean, I, here I am. I just shared what I shared. And I'm not going to have any kind of judgment towards you. I mean, it is what it is. You have the free will. If you want to accept or reject God, that's between you and him. But at least I kind of did my part. You're talking about going out and spreading the, the gospel, right? Um, so that's... Then we, we spoke more of... Um, just the openness and then he was opening up to me about where he's at in his relationship with God and um I I brought up relationship and how it's all about like relationship with Jesus and I was like look you've spent so much time with my cousin that you developed the relationship with her and now you're married for like the last like two years now now let's look up, look at your relationship with Jesus. Like how how often are you going to church? And then he was like, yeah, we go to church. And I was like, all right, you think spending, like if you were to like, I don't know, compare it to like your relationship with your wife, you're going to spend one hour with someone once a week. 
like is that a relationship that you think is going to like last like forever if 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 all the time you're putting in is one hour a week and then i could see like he was thinking about it and um yeah i think that conversation just made him think more of like where he's at in his relationship with jesus whether or not he has one does he want to pursue one what are the benefits of it and um i think in the conversation I, i would just tell him like hey you know if this is too much for you because i know talking about jesus i can come i can just pour this stuff on you and you know you could just be saying yes and just shaking your head nodding your head but hey you know you let me know if this is too much i'm gonna stop and then he's just like oh, i don't know if he's being nice but he's just like oh no that, that's fine i i'll let you know but right now you're, you're doing fine and I was like, all right, man, you better stop me because I am I can go off and I'm going to continue this, all right? <laughs> and so we're, we're going and, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know, like, what, what this guy's thinking. That, that, that guy had no idea what he was getting himself <laughs> into. He, he didn't, man. I don't think anyone really does, really. But, you know, I mean, he had the choice because there are other people there that he could have talked to. And I was drawn to him before, and I told him that night. I was like, yeah, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you about this stuff. Kind of just kind of gauge and see where you're at in your relationship with God. But I guess that's why I came out tonight, to, to have this conversation with you. Hey, that that's grace, though, that the Lord was pouring out to him to continue the conversation. <laughs> yeah, because he could leave. And I think, like, I don't know if, like, people were looking at us like, dude, that guy... That guy's either giving it to him or that guy is taking something that he doesn't want to take right now. <laughs> but man, I can only imagine. But you know, it didn't matter to me what other people were thinking because it wasn't they weren't in the conversation. So it was just about me, him, and God. And just, you know, trying to all it was on my end was just trying to gauge and see and maybe have him reflect on where his relationship is with jesus not about being in the catholic church not about being in a protestant church but more of like what does your relationship with jesus look like like let's let's build that and then i think towards the end of the conversation again you know i would i would check up on him and just be like are you sure you're okay you okay talking about this oh yeah yeah no i'm good i'm good okay all right well Last thing, you know, I just, I don't want to leave you stranded. You know, here we are talking about God and I don't want to just, I mean, just, I don't even know where, where, where you, what you're taking from this, but I don't want to leave you upstream without a paddle or something to bring you somewhere. So do you have a Bible? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't. All right. You have a phone. That's, that's here. Let's look it up. Pull up your app. Let me let me hook you up right now because I don't want to. I got I got to leave you with something because if you're gonna try to build a relationship with Jesus, I'm not just gonna talk about it. I got to give you the tools. I got to give you something, man. I can't just leave you empty-handed. He's like, all right, okay. What what, what is it? <laughs> so I typed in. Okay, let's do a U version. Let's look up U version. Okay, here. Click on that. I'm not gonna click on it. You click on it. And just uh, whenever you want, here, this is what you do. 
And then once you get your Bible app, um, I would suggest, and it's just a suggestion only, if you want to learn about Jesus, look at either Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, pick one, and just start reading. And that's where I'm going to leave you. And whatever you want to do with that is what you're going to do. But again, I'm going to die and I'm going to come before Jesus. And uh, I could say, yes, I did. And so it was a good conversation, I felt, on my end. And I, I, I pretty much told them, I said, hey, you know what? If ever, like, because you're, you're married to my cousin and blood doesn't really matter to me more than your relationship with Jesus matters to me more. So if ever in your life, in your marriage, you ever feel like you want to just, I don't know, get divorced or do something crazy, can you please reach out and let's uh, give me a chance. Let's, let's talk about this stuff. But know that I'm going to come at it from the perspective of what God thinks. To a degree, I care what you think because that's going to reveal to me where where your heart is at with your relationship with God. But I'm going to compare what you're telling me and we're going to bring God into it and that's where we're going to go. And then I was like, so who in your life right now like, can you say that you talk to about this stuff? And then he was like, yeah, you know, you always have that friend that you could talk to about sports or you can talk to about whatever certain topic. But but this topic, Oliver, I you know, I don't have anyone that I could talk to. And I was like, all right, man, well, I don't have your number. So you probably should exchange numbers because, again, I don't want to leave you. I don't want to talk all this stuff and then you don't have like an out or like a way or someone to help you out, man. So here we go. Let's exchange numbers. And we exchange numbers and, you know, hopefully he's, <laughs> and I don't even know how much he had to drink that night. I, I mean, he was still standing and he was still coherent. So I'm pretty sure he was, he was listening to me. And then his wife, my cousin, was wanting to talk also and she was like how come you don't want to talk to me i was like i'm talking to your boy right now like we gotta talk to that guy to uh don't worry he we're gonna talk and you're gonna be fine that's that's where we're gonna start right now but yeah it was it was pretty cool i'm glad i went out and had that conversation and then to end the night <laughs> i was telling this guy not so not so that conversation with that person was done. And then my sister, friend, uh, I was like telling him that, man, I want to go home. He's like, all right, if you could hang out for 20 more minutes, which would put us at 1130, then I'll take you home. And I hadn't seen this guy in a long time. And I was telling my brother, Dude, I could either Uber home and spend $25 or this guy's going to give me a ride home because he lives kind of in the area. And my brother's like, I would take an Uber. And I was like, I'm going to try this guy. 
And so he's like, give me 20 minutes. So we'll leave at 1130. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll talk longer. So <laughs> we're talking about to this, uh, to my cousin's husband. And then I got so caught up that it was 1230 and that this guy's looking at me like, hey, are we going or what? I was like, dude, you told me we were going to leave at 1130. It's now 1230 and here I am. I wanted to go at 1130. Like, what was going on with you, man? Like, you could have stopped me. <laughs> like, we could have left. What, what's going on here? And then he's like, oh, but you look like you were in conversation and I didn't want to bother you. Well, you said we were going to leave at 1130 and I was waiting. <laughs> But I guess I just got caught up in the conversation that it didn't matter. I, I mean, I, 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 did, I did see him in the corner of my eye. He was just hanging out, and he wasn't trying to make his way over to me. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to continue to talk. And so 12.30 comes, and we're jumping in this car. And then so this guy shared something with me that I had no idea. Like, I've known this guy since... Uh, seventh grade or sixth grade and I've kind of seen him throughout the years but what he shared with me was like man I didn't know that you were carrying all that stuff and he just opened up to me um, not not too much but in relation to um, how I know the guy and in the uh, 15 minute car, the 15 minute car ride home I was talking to him about just trying to make sense of life and like we're God. Because of his background, I asked him, I was like, yeah, so, um, I don't know, church. Do you go to church? And I think he mentioned that he probably only goes to church like uh, Christmas and Easter. And then I was like, hmm, do you think that, you know, because of where you're at in your life right now and what God has blessed you with, do you think it's, I don't know, it's like worth it or the least that you can do is in Thanksgiving is go to church on, on Sunday? Like, I mean, considering you could have been dead, <laughs> like you, you could have been dead long, long time ago, but God in his love and mercy for you you're still here and you're not going to church to thank the guy like yeah you can say i could do it my own way i thank him like this or i thank him like that but you know one of the commandments you keep the the sabbath you go to church on sunday um if not that's mortal sin so I was talking to him it's, and it's weird. Like, you know, if you don't, you've not had a conversation with someone in a long time and that's the first thing that you're going to do. And then hear my brother's like, are you sure you want him to take you home? Like you could, I'd rather take an Uber. You don't even know the guy. I was like, well, if my sister can know this guy, I mean, why can't I, why can't he take me home? <laughs> and if he's going to take me home and we're not going to talk about stuff, I'm going to bring this up. And so... Yeah, just talking to him about church, and then, uh, then I think we got to the topic of like, well, how do you know that like what's wrong and what's right? And then he's, I think we were talking. I don't know if we were talking about 
death or we were talking about killing. And then I was just like, well, how do you know that like killing is wrong? And he was like, well, because most people like would think that killing is wrong. And then I was like, well, where does that come from? And he's like, well, because most people think that way. And then I was like, well, people can also think that killing is fine. Like they could justify it. Like, hey, I feel like it's okay. So who are you to judge me? This is what I'm going to do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And then <laughs> I kept like pushing that issue. And I, I could see that he was like puzzled <laughs> by like my like pushing of he did he did not expect <laughs> that he's like what is this guy trying to yeah, do yeah like what is like, make me like say that i'm okay with murder or what yeah, he's like but no but everyone thinks the killing is wrong so therefore it's wrong but then i was like no but it has to come from somewhere like is it a because then if we go back to feeling then then that doesn't mean anything because we could feel one way and we could feel the other way and we could all be okay with either way so, like, where does your source, like, where does the source of, like, right and wrong come from? And then I eventually said, well, ultimately, it's going to come to God. God says killing's wrong. That's why it's wrong. Regardless if people agree with it or not, majority of people don't agree. I mean, it's going to come back to God and what God says. And then, I don't know if he's ever thought about that. Or maybe he had. He did. But that was that was a interesting conversation with someone I just re-met <laughs> but again I didn't care about the awkwardness I mean if cause I kind of think like if if we're gonna talk about stuff I'll give you like a outlet to be like okay I don't want to talk about this stuff anymore like does this make you feel uncomfortable okay if it does then we don't have to talk about it we don't have to talk at all but I like to uh, gauge the person and where they're at like okay this is something that you want to do okay let's do it and again uh, based off of those two conversations it kind of seems like and it's just two two guys right like they don't have these conversations with anybody and so it's kind of like a different perspective and my cousin my girl cousin I had brought up a topic about uh arguing in front of your kids or like fights but not not physical fights but you know like you're married and you have like arguments and stuff and i was telling her yeah you know my parents uh, they never fought in front of us and then i was like yeah you know i actually thought that was a bad thing and then she was like oh i actually thought it was a good thing that my parents didn't fight in front of us and I was like, okay, cool. Um, and so what I learned is if I see my parents never fight in front of me, if I get into a relationship and in my marriage and I'm going into it with the idea that, hey, my parents never fought. If I have conflict with my wife, an argument with my wife, and... I didn't see my parents fight. What's my reaction going to be? <laughs> and I was telling her, I was like, I don't know how to, I'm not going to know how to take it because I never saw my parents fight. So I don't know how to resolve it. I don't know how to 
to go about it. So I could easily think like, all right, I guess we're done. It's not going to work out because my parents never fought. Here we are fighting. Let me go find someone that I cannot never have a fight with. And then I told her, I was like, yeah, but you know, one of the things I, in, in having these arguments and not like we're purposely trying to have it in front of our kids, right? Like I'm not trying to do it, but because of, I, I, I don't respond. I, I more react. And in the heat of the moment, they just happen to be there. And I kind of just, uh, was telling her that, you know, when me and my wife argue, I hope that our kids see the forgiveness, the apology, and I hope that that weighs more on them than the actual arguments and that they could see that, hey, you know, my parents argued, they, and, but they, at the end of their arguments, they always came back together, they apologized, they forgave each other, and they moved on, they, and they still loved each other. Like, that's what I want to teach them. And then my cousin was like, well, I've never thought about it that way. That's a very interesting perspective. And then I was like, yeah, you know, it's something to think about. I'm not trying to tell you to fight in front of your kids, but I mean, if if the parents, if the, if the kids are going to learn that their first teachers are going to be their parents, um, wouldn't you want to teach them how to resolve conflict? Or would you trust someone else to teach them about that stuff? And then I, I don't know if I brought up, but I was like, oh, and, and with regards to Jesus, do you want to teach your kids about Jesus? Or do you want the world to teach them about Jesus? Because, again, we are the first line of defense. We're the, the teachers of our kids. And what we're doing at home should be supported by the schools. And it's something that I learned because we change schools and driving 45 minutes to our new school, which is crazy, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, dying. Oh, and then dying of ourselves. I was telling the guy, my cousin's husband, I was like, look here, you probably don't want to be here either, but look, you died of yourself to make your wife happy or something. And now, you're here and I'm here and we're talking. So here we are, man, because we died of ourselves. And I don't know if he was processing that, like, oh, is this what dying of yourself means? Because again, I don't know who talks about this stuff with anybody, but based off the conversations that I've had with people, no one's having these conversations, which is uh, uh, the norm and you're talking about like we as Christians trying to bring the love of Jesus, like you mentioned, that if you could just put the love of Jesus in your hand and just put it in someone's heart. I think by having uh, these conversations that we're having with people, it's, it's kind of doing that. And, you know, I've kind of abandoned the whole trying to bring people to the Catholic Church and just point out the whole like pr Protestant stuff. Again, it's more of just, uh, okay, well, where are you at with Jesus? Let's, let's talk about that more because what what, what's going on in your life right now that you, you need to let out so that it doesn't poison you anymore? I want to hear about that stuff. Let's, uh, let's, let's do it, man. But I don't know. There's a lot of stuff.
That and that happened here. That didn't happen in Italy. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I think that's. I think first of all, praise God for sharing all that. That was that was. This is truly the the. What did we call it at the beginning of the episode? This is this is the night. This is a, definitely a night session here. I love the <laughs> the topic, man. That was pretty awesome. What you were sharing, um, all all the stories of just having conversations with people that. Well, you shared stories met, too, so. You know, and um, but no, I, I, you know, that's that's exactly right. Like, like we can't have theological conversations with people out of nowhere. Like, you know, obviously, like, and and that supports like what we were talking about earlier and god meeting us where we're at and and most of the time it's not going to be like this deep theological conversation like it's going to be like what we said pouring the graces out it's just having someone think about life from a new perspective right because they have not seen it before or heard it before and that's that hope that that we, that we were talking about earlier is that all of a sudden a world a, an entire world view can change in an instant right and i have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that those conversations that you had that was divine providence and that was the lord showing those men you know his love and his mercy you know no matter how uncomfortable it may have been for Dude, you I was or just them, I was just know? sitting there. Like it was so yeah, awkward. I mean. Like I'm just <laughs> sitting there and my brother's talking to people, cousins and cuz I'm like the oldest. I don't think I was the oldest cousin there. And I'm just like felt so out of place. Like I'm <laughs> just like what yeah. am I doing here? But sorry, dude. That guy that's like get off my lawn. No, yeah, I mean but um i have no doubt that that the lord you know handpicked these these family members or you know if it whoever it was uh, you know your uh, your your cousin's friend right well, my cousin's uh, husband and my sister's friend sister's friend that's right yeah your cousin's husband i, I caught that one and but yeah your sister's friend that was taking you home like like i have no doubt that this was a situation where God had handpicked them and, and you were the one that was there and, and you said yes, you know, and, and I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be right, there at all. <laughs> right. And, and, that, and that was going to what you were saying about dying of self and, and, and being placed in, in a position to do, to do God's work. So, you know, glory, all glory and praise to him because for all we know, like we don't know, right? It's, it's like that could literally be the only conversation that that person gets. Yep. Like we don't know that. Like we don't. We can't just assume. Oh, you know. I'm just gonna not say anything because. You know, uh, God will probably send somebody tomorrow or or next week or you know just like. That's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants us to think that. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it's not me. I, I, it's, it's, I don't have to say anything. It's just, it's, uh, it's somebody. It's gonna be somebody else, you know. And uh, we can't, we can't assume that, right? I, I mean, it takes, 
are there times where it's going to be like that? Yeah, but that's going to take like careful discernment and, and different things like that. Um, and, and, and probably in a, a pre-existing relationship, but the fact that, you know, you guys, um, you know, well, you know, like your cousin's husband. Has I had never talked to that you, guy before. Really? Oh, you, it was you just uh, him, but high and by that's, that's yeah, our, that's you know, our interactions. Yeah. Yeah. And then this, this sister's friend, like, I mean, these are people that you may not ever really see again, or if you do, it'll be like years. Right. So like, I believe that the Lord was planting seeds for you, you know, and uh, praise God, praise God for that. Cause you know, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Right. You know, hopefully. Well, I think I kind of just move yeah. on. <laughs> oh no, I no, I hear, no, yeah, I hear you on that. Reflect like, on that right, and just be no, like, that's, All the, right, well. that's the right mentality. But when I say that, I mean like you guys did exchange numbers, you and your cousins, like, husband so you never know like he could reach out to you you never know right like only god knows what's actually gonna come out of that so um and if that were to happen then praise god because had you never you know had that conversation then he wouldn't be reaching out to you right so, yeah and i think what i reflect on too is just that whole like image of dying and then coming for coming before jesus and just him asking me like hey i placed so and so before you did you try to bring them the news of me and like you mentioned the obedience it's like well, well i can i i can't i guess to a degree i can i can't i don't know if i'll be happy i guess or if i I don't want to say, no, I didn't do anything. I was, uh, I don't know. I, and, I, and I don't want to sound like I, I, I always like take these opportunities because I don't, but that's just what I think about. Like if I die and I, or when I die and I come before Jesus, he's going to say, did you try to speak to so-and-so about me? And then my answer is yes. Yes, I did, Lord. I I did. And that's what I just reflect on a lot. And I guess maybe like on the flip side of it, if it's not me, but the person that I'm talking to, when that person, when it's their time and they come before Jesus, because I mentioned, you know, it's between them and God now, after I've already done what God called me to do. Now, when that person comes before Jesus, uh, I placed Oliver in front of you to direct you to me. What is your response? Oh, I just chose to enjoy myself and do what I wanted to do and just disregard what he said and just continue to um, live my life the way that I wanted to. All right. Well, that's again, <laughs> that's between you and God and. It is what it is. Right. And, and it's not always going to be like, oh, we're actually having a conversation about Jesus. Like, it's not always going to be that way. Like, God was showing you love in that moment too, right? And, and his mercy in that. Yeah, because he gave me something like to you do. Had, you had a ride home. You know, he was giving you a ride home. A guy that didn't really know you. Like, I mean, he was your sister's friend. But, like, he was... Hey, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to, I'll take you home. Like, you know, so that, and like, he was maybe not even really being aware of it, was showing you God's 
unconditional love because it wasn't like he was like hey i'm gonna take you home if you pay me like x amount of dollars right so it was not you know some sort of an exchange um it, it was not some conditional type of thing right he actually was just like out of the kindness of his own heart which the lord put there he was giving you that ride so it it, it works both ways and because god is always showing us his love in in so many different manners and um you know i i'm just grateful that that um that we those that uh have a relationship with him are able to through the eyes of the holy spirit see these manifestations of his love and 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 uh hopefully as as we continue to journey together and share through this podcast, um, others will start to kind of receive the Holy Spirit more and more in their lives so that they can be a witness to God's love and mercy in, in their own lives and the lives of the people around them. I think one of the things I'm trying to reflect on or kind of make this like, I don't know if it's a transition, but I like to, I've been thinking about how my mindset is towards dying of myself and i like to always you know always reference or if i reference the it's not what i want to do but because i feel god is calling me to do then i do it um it seems like it's like a like i'm forced to do it right now like that's my mindset but I think where it needs to head towards is um, I not that I don't want to do it, even if I don't want to do it, but because I'm working on trying to love my neighbor, I'm going to do it. Does that make sense? Like I, because I think that one hundred percent that mentality of, and when I say it, when I say. Well, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I never want to do this stuff. I don't want to do it, but I do it. Like, after hearing myself say that over and over, I think God is touching my heart in that it's like, well, Oliver, that's not the right mentality. To, that's not the right mentality mentality to have like you're gonna have to love it like you're gonna have to enjoy this because if it again like if it's suffering for you and when you describe like i don't want to do this at all oh no that's not me i don't want to do it but i do it that's in a way like a suffering but it's missing like like the 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 love the joy like like of going through that i think that's where i uh, need to be more open to um, be to be more open to just having that mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna love love this person. That's why I'm gonna do it. And kind of, I don't know if it's move away from the. Oh well, I don't want to do it. But because then you imagine like like someone hearing that, oh, he doesn't want to do it, but he's just doing it for whatever reason. Like that doesn't seem uh, relationship building. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that can come off as uh, being prideful too. 
like, you know, yeah, someone hears that. I don't want to do it. But like, oh, man. this guy doesn't want to do that, but he's going to do it. Like, oh, are you trying to say like you're special or something? And that's yeah. what, like, you know, in spite of your lack of desire to do xyz you're gonna do it anyway you're special you know it, it can come off yeah it can rub people the wrong way if they hear yeah. it yeah yeah and so i guess after hearing myself say that i'm like oh oh my goodness that's not nice <laughs> let me uh let me work on that lord come on let's uh let's be more loving in this and no absolutely yeah absolutely that's i think and i think to to your point I think that's where like that famous quote, I think it was St. Mother Teresa, you know, that said it, but she's like, she sees Jesus in everyone, mm-hmm. you know? And so she behaves towards that person as such, like, hey, this is the Lord Jesus in this person, right? And, and so I, I love Jesus. I'm going to show love to this person because Jesus is in this person. So um, I think, I think that's something that comes to my mind um, as you share that because I think that's a very important point. I think that, you know, um, ultimately, and I think you mentioned this earlier. You know, just um, we're going to be judged. We're going to be judged on love ultimately. Like when we meet our Maker, when we meet, when we meet the Lord, it's going to be about love. It's going to be about how do we love in this life and um, did we go about this life loving the Lord and loving our neighbor or did we just go about this life doing a bunch of things that we didn't want to do because we were trying to die of self, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good, good wording there. But anyway, you got anything else you want to want to share? No, I think uh, we've been we've shared enough for this uh, episode, and yeah, I think um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share, but I think it's just a growing in faith, the growing in trust definitely growing and loving other people um and it's uh it's different it's different but it's only possible by the holy spirit that moves leads directs and guides us so for those listening man i don't know if it's because it's late but you know god he has a plan for you and he's calling you. Oh man, I just went to confession today, right before, or actually when you were texting me. And then I told the priest at the end of confession, I was like, you know, Father, I was on my way to the grocery store. And this church is on the way to the grocery store. And I was about to pass it. But then I just cut someone off to get into the parking lot. And I'm here. <laughs> this guy's like, he's pretty serious. He was like, because God was calling you. Because God was calling you. So I guess, you know, in this uh, this episode, this podcast, you know, 
Let me just reflect on how God is calling you into a relationship with Jesus. Like, and if you don't feel that God is calling you, then ask him. Be like, God, how come I can't hear you? How come I can't feel you? And then like John mentioned earlier, sin. Sin oftentimes prevents us uh, from hearing God. And, you know, if you are Catholic and you hadn't, haven't been to confession in a while, maybe it's maybe God's calling you right now to come come to him and know that he will not turn turn you away when you come to him i heard this guy once say he said god or the guy said the holy spirit told him or this holy spirit moment he said god said that he will never turn anyone away unless they come full of themselves because at that point if they're full of themselves there's no room for god no room for god yeah i thought that was pretty powerful so oh, that's pretty awesome yeah man god is calling you today harden not your hearts like john mentioned earlier <laughs> i don't know is there anything else you want to say john or jesus loves you Thank you for listening, and we hope to um, be on here again soon.